Welcome to Provision in the Thicket, a podcast from Provision Church in Monroe, North Carolina, where we apply the provision of God's Word to everyday cultural and theological questions. This is your host, Cole. Thanks for joining us. How's it going, Provision Church? This is Cole, and we have another episode today. And today is the first time I have two guests on the podcast. So I have Aaron Stevenson and Emily Uten with me. So we are going to talk about women's discipleship today. So why women's discipleship? So I'll let Aaron and Emily introduce themselves, and then we'll get rolling. So tell us a little bit about yourselves. Thanks for having us. I'm excited to be here mm-hmm. with Erin to talk about yep. women's discipleship. Uh, my name is Emily Uten. I am a stay-at-home mom. Uh, my husband, Matt, and I have been married for seven years, and we have two girls. Monroe uh, just turned four, and Avery is 18 months, and they're a joy, and uh, they're a lot of fun, but it's very sanctifying <laughs> to be a stay-at-home mom. Yes. It is, uh, it's a lot of work, but it's, like I said, it's a great joy, so I'm thankful that the Lord's given me two girls that I get to disciple at home. Yeah, awesome. And I'm Erin Stevenson. Um, I'm a member of Provision and work at Provision as the admin, and I'm on the worship team. And my husband, Brian, is an elder at Provision, and coming in June, we'll be married 25 years. That's amazing. And we have two boys, which is exciting. They couldn't be more different, but we love them very much. And (laughs) we feel like they balance each other out. Will's almost 20, and then Russ is 14. And we love football in our house. We love sports, um, which leads to a lot of interesting conversations (laughs) sometimes. Will, not so much, but Russ, we um, have to work on sportsmanship right now. (laughs) Some rivalries. And a lot of times we don't like the same team, so it makes it pretty interesting, (laughs) so... Yeah, just in y'all's introductions, you have two younger girls, and then Aaron, you have two old, mm-hmm. like older boys who yes. are kind of growing up, and yeah. so there's two different stages here, yes, which I definitely. think is really cool. So yeah. um, the reason that we have two uh, people on today is because just the different perspectives on women's discipleship and how important that is to have those different perspectives. Um, so I want to start just by with some personal background with discipleship, um, maybe your background and experience with it. Like, when did you even hear about discipleship? Did you grow up in church and not even know it was a thing? Or uh, specifically, did, did someone take you aside and start discipling you? And what's your been, been your experience with that? I'll let either one of you start there. So. Okay. Start, Aaron. Um, it's interesting, like, looking back, I can see more of the, the discipleship. Like, I think back to when I was a teenager, Um, And our church was very small, but some of our youth leaders, the couples, really took us in, and they really lived life with us. Um, Like one couple, they sang, he played the guitar, so I played the piano and sang with them. And they were my first um, babysitting job. So Mm -hmm. I babysat their kids, watched them grow up, and looking back, I see that they took us to the beach to watch their kids. My sister worked part-time for him. He was a dentist as his full job. So I could see them pouring into our lives Mm. and Mm. just pointing us to Christ. And I grew up in church. My mom had us there Sunday morning, Sunday night, (laughs) Wednesday Mm. nights. And so I can look back and see older ones. But it wasn't until probably my early 30s when I heard the word discipleship Mm. and knew what that looked like. I longed to have someone more on a personal level be with me in God's Word, but it was really hard to find, Mm -hmm. and I struggled finding people. 
And I came across a ministry called Revive Our Hearts, started listening to their podcast. And one of the first few teachings I heard was on Titus 2. And at that time, um, I was involved. I've always been involved in music with my church, whatever church I was serving in. But I was like, is there something more? Is there a ministry? And um, mine, my boys were little at the time, so and I was a stay-at-home mom. I'm like, is there something more I should be doing? And when they spoke, I felt about Titus 2, when it talks about what the older women are to do for the younger, mm-hmm. teaching them to love their children, love their husbands, be kind. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes on and on. I felt like the words jumped off the page because it was like, I'm not going to be a preacher. So I was like, what as a Christian woman, what does that look like? And I'm like, oh, it's so simple. Yet at the same time, it's so meaningful. And it just struck a chord with me. And ever since then, I've been trying to learn more about discipleship and just growing in that. So Hmm. That's really cool. So almost in a way, like I think this happens a lot where um, someone may be receiving discipleship or being disciple, but the word just isn't place on yes. it, like kind of you growing up yeah. in the youth group. Yeah. Um, so it might not have a formal name, but yes. kind of when you found that, um, yes. you found the scripture to support it. Yeah. It's really cool. And I think about um, both my grandmothers were believers, but my one grandmother, uh, she was a major influence in my mm. life. So I would definitely <laughs> call that discipleship. Mm-hmm. She would... Um, she would encourage me in music, and she would say, well, I'm going to cook in the kitchen, and her house was open, and she said, you go play on, go play some hymns on the piano. Go play. Mm-hmm. And I would play, and we talk about music and mm-hmm. how God created that. And, yeah, so I'm very blessed to have had that, yeah. I think, in my life. So, yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I um, sort of similar, I guess. I was, you know, raised in church my whole life, Um and I was homeschooled. So my mom, you know, we had a Christian curriculum with our schooling. And, and so I think the discipleship was just kind of more natural because my mom was a believer and she was always instilling Christian values. But again, like the word discipleship wasn't placed on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I can see like over my high school years, as I became much more independent and, um, you know, you think you know everything. And, and so you're just, you sort of start to forge your own way, like sort of those last years of high school and then into college, I can see a gap in discipleship where, mm. you know, I've been involved in a church for most of my twenties. I'm 30 now, but so like over the last 10 years, none of the churches that I've been to as an adult mm-hmm. have spoken about discipleship until Matt and I found provision mm-hmm. where discipleship is very much a focus. And so I didn't even have discipleship on my radar because I thought that I was doing things well by like going to church on Sundays. And that that was the extent of my discipleship was which is very, like, we need to be doing that in church on Sundays and, like, listening and learning from our pastors. But there was no, there weren't any older women pouring into mm-hmm. me. And so, and because of that, I wasn't pouring into anyone else because I, I didn't know that that was needed, to be mm-hmm. honest. And so it wasn't until we found provision a couple of years ago and started getting involved in a life group that I was made aware of discipleship because then I started seeing it modeled by other women, Mm -hmm. like Megan Smith. Um, She was discipling college girls and would just talk about it openly because it was such a big part of her life. And then I started to see like, oh, 
I didn't know. And at this point, I was kind of having an identity crisis <laughs> as a new stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. Um, I was home all the time now, and I now I didn't have a job outside of the home. And so I was kind of, like you're saying, you know, you don't know what your purpose is. Like, okay, I'm not going to be a pastor, but like, what is my role in the home? And then Titus 2 is very clear yes. about what, <laughs> what our role is to be in teaching younger women to love their children and love their husbands and being sober-minded. And there's such a long list of, yes. <laughs> of things that, that we are to be. And so it was then, so over the last like year, the Lord has really started to work on my heart. And he has placed his desires in, in mm-hmm. my heart. So my desires you know, of my flesh have, you know, we sin all the time, but they're sort of passing mm-hmm. away. Like my desire really is to naturally disciple my daughters to love their future children and their future husbands. And, and my job really is to make disciples and that is the great commission. And so then, um, as we talk more about that, like me pouring into other younger women, because I was that younger woman that didn't have anyone mm-hmm. pouring into me. And not that I wouldn't have still made the same mistakes, but I would have had truth being spoken over me right. and and there wasn't. And so the Lord has given me such a burden and a heart for women's discipleship because, you know, like I said, I, I was that person not being discipled. And I just see the, the need for it. Yeah. And it's, it's just what we're called to as and, women. And I, I see on top of that just the need for the truth. Mm-hmm. For There's so much these days with progressive Christianity and mm-hmm. just where there's a little bit of the truth. Mm-hmm. But there's so much wrapped around that, how they twist it. And I see that with younger women in my family. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, I just want them to see the truth. Yeah. And in those small discipleship groups, you get into God's Word. Mm-hmm. And what's so good is you can be reading... And you discuss it, and you may be getting off track a little bit, and that's why you discuss it, and you can bring it back saying, well, I think the context here is this, and you Mm -hmm. work through it and pray, and the Holy Spirit speaks to you Mm -hmm. and teaches you that. So I think with the younger ones, I just have that burden. I want them to know the truth. Or even for older ones who maybe have misconceptions of the Mm -hmm. Bible or what they think it says, just being grounded in God's Word is such a need in our society. I mean, it's always been a need, but I see it so much, just that twisting of truth or not even truth being taught. Yeah, that's really good. And I think like a key theme that I'm getting from both of y'all's experiences is just the the reality and importance of relationships within discipleship. There's something different about sitting with someone else um, across from a table or in a group where you just get to talk openly and so much is learned and modeled through that, like mm-hmm. how to read your Bible. How do you pull the context yes. rightly? <laughs> you know, how do yeah. you pray? How do you practically love, you know, your husbands and your children? Mm-hmm. So in those smaller groups of discipleship, there is so much to be learned, and it happens within the context of relationship, yes. uh, which is different than a Sunday morning. Yeah. Uh, we learn to sit under God's Word on Sunday mornings, then we learn to live it out through discipleship. So that's really good. I know y'all spoken a bit to scripture already. So Titus 2's come up. Yeah. Uh, are there any other scriptures that have really informed you or just patterns in scripture uh, that have really, I, I don't know, maybe you've been discipled and then you read some scripture and you're like, wow, that's exactly what has been happening. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. Um, I want to open that up. Is there anything uh, else in scripture that y'all see? Um, I just think of Deuteronomy, I think it's chapter 6, where Moses is talking to Israel, and he's it starts, Hear, O Lord, or Hear, O Israel, the Lord is one. And he goes into teaching your sons when you rise up, when you lay down, when you walk by the way. And 
to me, that's discipleship because, it, again, it's living it out. And I think of, obviously, I have sons, but that could apply to your children. And um, I think about, I need to disciple at home first. And if I'm not doing that, then I am missing the mark. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I feel conviction with that because it's easier sometimes to go out because mm-hmm. I can get praise and encouragement from people I'm discipling. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I don't get that from my kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't appreciate it. Um, but I feel like I have to be reminded, you know, my children are the first ones mm-hmm. we disciple. And, of course, Will, I mean, he's almost 20, so that looks a little different now. It's more conversations as a young adult. Russ is still of an age where, okay, here's our Bible schedule, here's what mm-hmm. we're going to read and, and all that. But just being reminded of that. And then you go out to those younger generations. Um, so I think about that scripture in Deuteronomy. And then the Great Commission, yeah. um, go to all nations, make disciples of all men. Um, that I mean, that clearly says we're to go make mm-hmm. disciples. So that's, good. that's what sticks out to me. Yeah, the Great Commission obviously sticks out to me. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not an option really to make disciples. Like yeah. that is what we're commanded to do. Um, but I also see it like the relationship between Paul and Timothy and just the encouragement um, and Paul kind of bringing Timothy along. Mm-hmm. And then in second Timothy, we see uh, Lois and Eunice's grandmother and, and mother and how they pass down their faith. And again, it's that parental um, discipleship. But I think um, we can sometimes lose the focus of like just spiritual mothering in general. Like mm. yeah. we are to be spiritual mothers to those who are younger than us, whether there's blood relation or not. Um, and and I can relate to <laughs> going outside and discipling others because it's easier than it's not as messy as discipling your own kids because there's that element of um, in, impatience and there's yes. more of a um, you're more comfortable with your kids, and so you, you know, you're like maybe more quick to, to anger sometimes, yeah. and that's where that sanctification comes in. Because I think we're always on a path of discipleship. Like there's mm-hmm. not like a pinnacle that we're gonna reach. We're like, right. hey, I am fully right. discipled, and I am like now yeah. I am professionally prepared to disciple other people. Like we are learning right alongside the people we're discipling, whether it's one on one or whether it's in a group. Um, but I just think sometimes that, that mark is missed of spiritual mothering mm-hmm. in general. And that's so important to get outside of family because you may have like a godly mother who's great at discipling, mm-hmm. but there's something about you need that a little bit of that breakaway because a mother naturally, you're going to be for your child. Mm-hmm. So you might be a little bit more biased in a situation mm-hmm. and right. say, yes, you were, you were mistreated and mm-hmm. you know, mama bear comes out and you're like, I'm going to go after that person. It's harder to maintain that um with your own daughters so I think having other women in the church who step Mm -hmm. forward and I think you know having more than one woman speaking into your life is so important and you know discipleship being a process never Mm -hmm. reaching that pinnacle I love that because I feel like in my discipling relationships even if I'm the one who may be discipling I grow so much through it. Yeah. I learn so much. Um, so I love that it's a interactive. It's not like, Absolutely. I'm going to teach you because I am have arrived up here. It's yeah. that, you know, back and forth. Mm-hmm. So I love that about discipleship. Yeah. I love the emphasis on family. Like, I, mm-hmm. like the family of God, you know, our real families by blood, you know, that yeah. there's discipleship happening there. And that's a whole different sphere and you learn so much about that. Mm-hmm. I think of my mom and how big of an influence she was in my life. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't overt or just heavily emphasized. It was just the day in and day out. Mm-hmm. 
She was in the Word. She would talk to me about things. And that has made a lasting impact, like you said, with Timothy and yeah. his mom and his grandma. Mm-hmm. And then outside, um, as we are one family of God mm-hmm. by the blood of Jesus, um, there's discipleship relationship and like spiritual motherhood yes. and just spiritual fatherhood and that. So I love that, just the emphasis on family. Um, so kind of as we're, we see it in scripture and it's very clear, um, are there any like specific ways that works out? Like if you were sitting with somebody and, and discipling them or in a discipleship relationship, how might that time look for you? And it may look a bit different mm-hmm. in between you guys, but I want to hear kind of your experience and where you, where you may be at right now yeah. um, with that. So what, what might a time look like in discipleship? Well, it's funny because I can think of different instances with people with different personalities, what it looks like. But I think the main thing is you're meeting, it's either once a week or every other week. I think if you meet once a month, that's a little too less as far as what you want a discipleship group to do. But um, I think it's being in God's Word where you're reading the same passage throughout the week. And then what I've done is journaled throughout the week with the person I'm in the D group with. Um, I've done the here method where you read a passage of scripture, you highlight a verse or passage, you explain what that means, you apply, and then you respond to it, which a lot of times could be a prayer. Mm -hmm. And it was incredible how many times that passage of scripture would be applied to what we were going through Mm -hmm. in our lives or how many times not even realizing it. And as we're discussing it, we're like, oh, well, God's word says this, and we can pull that into it. Um, I also think it's important you have a time of prayer, um, especially if it's someone who's not prayed much out loud. They can hear you praying, and they can hear you can model that to Mm -hmm. them. And then um, my groups so far have not been great at this, but this is a good challenge to have scripture memorization, Mm -hmm. like each week working on some scripture to memorize. Um, And then, you know, we have mentoring and discipleship, which sometimes that gets a little tricky because um, there, there can be a difference there. Mentoring is more of like, I think, one-on-one, but it can still be biblical mm-hmm. mentoring because um, I've done both of those before. And in my mentoring relationship I've had, it would be more sporadic, but we, um, she would call me up and say, hey, I have a question for you. And we would talk about the Bible and we would pray together. So I think discipleship group is a more intentional just... Um, I don't want to say, well, it is structured, but you're in God's word, you're praying. Mm -hmm. And the goal is for that person to grow. So then they go out and they start discipling. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the main things I think of with a discipleship group and what I've experienced. Yeah. I feel like mine look a little bit different. So I'm in a discipleship group with uh, five, six other women. Um, But then I also have one-on-one relationships where I'm mentoring slash discipling college girls or newly graduated. Um, And even from the very beginning, I was pretty explicit about the expectation in discipleship Mm -hmm. because I think discipleship or mentoring only works if there's vulnerability and honesty. So Mm -hmm. um, like the expectation is that we, you will share openly Mm -hmm. and that's not um, like you don't have to spill all of your dirty laundry <laughs> right. to me, but like if you are struggling, you need to share it because we need to bring that into the light. Yeah. And so, so you know, week to week, that looks like we go through a list of accountability questions. Like mm-hmm. how many times this week were you in the word? Uh, what's your prayer life like? What is your sin struggle? And if based on that sin struggle, like what are you doing to um, 
to run from that and, and to kill it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we go through, I've just finished going through First John with a couple of girls. Um, and so going through scripture um, together. So we do the same study and we go through the discussion questions. And it it's so cool to see like from beginning to end of the study how much growth is there and um you know, how they're actively trying to kill, kill their sin and how their heart changes. And, and like you said, Aaron, hearing them pray out loud is, um, is just a sweet thing. Like, yeah. not that, you know, I'm, I'm not, like I said before, like a professional at any of <laughs> right, this, but it's right. just, it's cool to see how the Lord moves and changes hearts and, and yeah. grows people really before your very eyes. Um, and then in a discipleship group setting where there's more people, it's like that becomes a little bit harder because then you have more voices and more people that yeah. you're um, trying to meet with in, I mean, really like an hour's time span. And so that can be kind of hard uh, to do all the accountability questions and get through mm-hmm. things that maybe people are really going through a hard season of life. Um, but I definitely think a focused a focused time of prayer mm-hmm. and prayer requests and then group discussion of, you know, whatever Bible study that you're going through, which I love personally going through a book of the Bible mm-hmm. um, and then having that element of scripture memory. Uh, Cause it's so, I mean, really it's, it's funny. Our D group, we would say like, man, I, I woke up at like two in the morning and I just had this verse that we're memorizing <laughs> like on repeat in my mind. And it's just yeah. cool how the Lord brings that to your yeah. mind at two in the morning. And, and so when you when you learn a new verse week to week and you're doing with other women, it really does stick with you. And so yeah. I think that element of scripture memory is so important too. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. You know, I think um, discipleship, sometimes it feels a little backwards because people, you know, we all have problems. And on the surface, they're real problems and whether it's relational problems or just personal struggles. And oftentimes we want like a really quick fix to those things. And so sometimes your discipleship may be just like talking through this one problem with somebody or in a mentor relationship. But I think what y'all are getting at is like the slow just process of Mm -hmm. learning to read the word and apply it to your life. Often that foundation, you'll begin to have a new perspective on your trials and the gospel really can take root in your life. And so maybe what once was a really big problem and issue or, or whatever it is, now that you have this foundation and root that you can shine some light. And like you said, um, it, it's in the context of honesty and vulnerability. Yeah. Like if we're not open with each other, then there's no way that uh, we can bear one another's burdens according to Galatians 6, 1 through 2. Um, kind of a question that I thought of is what are some like hindrances to discipleship or reasons why you think um, women don't engage in discipleship or specific problems in that? Have y'all had any uh, of that in your experience or even personal experience? I think um, for me, it can be a challenge because I am definitely much more introverted and I'm a perfectionist. (laughs) So I like to analyze, oh, why did you say that? Or well, I can't reach out to that person. They they have someone. They don't they don't need me. And so I think relying on the Holy Spirit and praying and when he urges you to go talk to someone to do it because when I've been able to do that in his power it has been so rewarding. But I think um one women don't know the importance of discipleship. They don't realize what it is. They think it's maybe, oh, it's another Bible study, mm-hmm. which Bible studies are great. We just finished one up on Habakkuk, mm-hmm. but the discipleship group is the more intimate, mm-hmm. really getting in each other's lives. 
Um, so I don't think they realize the importance. Maybe they were never taught that. I think provision does a wonderful job of talking about discipleship, what that means, what that looks like. Um, and I think, like I said, I think we get in our own way. At least I do. Mm-hmm. I just like question myself and is that really what I need to be doing? Or I think I'm not worthy to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm not good enough. I'm not qualified, yeah. mm-hmm. which if you are a believer following Christ, you're qualified. Yeah. But those are the battles I think I, I face, and I know that other people with similar personalities as mine probably face the same thing. Yeah, I, I would have to agree. I um, Embarrassingly, the first the first person I started discipling, she reached out to me and she, you know, she's younger and she said, Hey, would, would you disciple me? And before I even responded, I, I texted a friend and I said, okay, what does this mean? <laughs> and how do I do it? Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know if I, and I said, I think I said like, I don't, I don't think I know enough to be able to disciple. And I think that is a huge misconception is yeah. that like, if you have the word of God in your yes. hand, like you have everything you need because yes. the Holy spirit is in you and it's not you that's doing anything. Yes. Um, you're maybe facilitating the conversation, but it is the Holy spirit that is changing hearts and, and jumping off the page to people. And so it's like I said before, this, this idea that there's like, Oh, I've been a Christian for this many years. So I must be like, now I'm prepared to disciple people. Like, no, if we are followers of Christ, like, we are to be disciple makers mm-hmm. no matter, you know, where we are in our faith life. And, and that looks like that's growing. Like we, I'm constantly growing and that yeah. I'm not ever going to reach uh, a certain point where I feel like now I can disciple more people mm-hmm. because I know, I know enough. Like we're just, we're all still learning. And so I think getting out of your own way and, and being willing to be humble in that way yes. and learn alongside someone instead of thinking, and that's not to say like, Aaron, you obviously mm-hmm. you're at a different stage of life than me. So mm-hmm. you have a different perspective and, and more wisdom to, yeah. to bring to the table. And that's the same with me with a younger woman mm-hmm. in college. Like mm-hmm. I'm in a different stage of life. And so every older woman has something to offer yeah. the younger woman, whether you're 17 offering it to a middle schooler or you're in college offering it to a high schooler, we all have a different perspective to offer. Um, and so I think realizing that it isn't you who's changing anyone, but also realizing you have something to bring to the table. Yeah. And then I think too, we just don't, I don't think we make time for it because yeah. um, because we don't understand the importance of it, but also we're just busy. We're too busy and we're too busy with the wrong things. Mm-hmm. And, um, there was a quote, um, I forget who said it, but she said, if you're, if you're too busy to disciple, you have too much to do. Mm-hmm. Like you need to take thing, take some things out of your, out of your schedule because it's clear in scripture that this is what we're to be doing and this should be a priority. And that looks different in different seasons. Like if you're, you know, like me, a young stay at home mom, my kids are super dependent on me. Like I don't have as much time as someone whose kids are, are out of the mm-hmm. house. Um, so that looks different season to season, but I think we just, um, we overthink it. If we're going to boil it down to a word, I think we just (laughs) overthink it ultimately. And I think some women, again, getting to the not qualified, they think, well, I messed up or my kids aren't walking with the Lord. Mm -hmm. I can't disciple, but it's the very things you can teach other women. Here's how the Lord helped me through Mm -hmm. this. I made this mistake. Let me tell you to help you from walking in that. So there can be shame and embarrassment in that. But again, if we're humble, we lay that down. We're here. Mm-hmm. Let me help you. Let yeah. me show you. So I think that might be another thing yeah. that holds people back. Yeah, and that's the importance of having other believers in your life too, whom you can pour out to. Yes. You know, so that you don't get stuck in this cycle of, well, my life isn't 
in tip-top shape, so therefore I can't reach out to other people and disciple them. And I think that's just a lie, you know, because like, like y'all have said, we, we're all growing mm-hmm. in this process. I think kind of one thing just to summarize what <laughs> y'all have said is, one, God uses people, like average, ordinary people, <laughs> yeah. to impact other people. Yeah. You know, I've always thought of the thought that, like, somebody impacted Billy Graham's life, and yes. we don't know who that is, maybe, but... <laughs> Somebody impacted Billy Graham's life. And nine times out of ten, it's usually someone in your life you can think of who really helped you grow. And so the importance of discipleship is is clear. Mm-hmm. Um, and then second, like as you all have said, we are all empowered because mm-hmm. we have the Holy Spirit. Um, and it's the Holy Spirit doing the work. Yes. Philippians yeah. 1 says that God will complete the work mm-hmm. that he starts. And I think that's something that I've learned so much in discipleship is like we can't affect change in people. <laughs> it has to be God. As much as you want to. Yes, yeah. As much as you want to shake them and say, yes. come on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but it teaches you so much about God's patience for yes. you. Mm-hmm. Like when you, the more you grow and the more you start being outward in your discipleship, the more you realize God's patience and love for you. Mm-hmm. I think that's just a beautiful picture that we get to be involved in. Yeah. Um, so as we wrap up, just talking about our church provision, mm-hmm. um, one, how can women get involved in discipleship? And, and then two, what would y'all say to encourage women to get into <laughs> discipleship? I would say just start. <laughs> just do it wherever <laughs> yeah. you are. Um, we had, like I said, our we finished our women's study on Habakkuk. And the main purpose was to get other women to meet and kind of get to know each other. Because it's hard to say, oh, I want to be in a discipleship group well, who do I go with? Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of that is prayer. If you pray, the Lord will bring people into your life, whether you want to reach out to someone to disciple you or you want to disciple someone else. So out of that, we have right now about six or seven ladies who desire to be in a discipleship group, and we call Mm -hmm. them D groups at Provision. Mm -hmm. So um, starting January or February, we're going to kick off some groups. So I am coordinating those groups. So if any women listening would like to be a part, you know, they can reach out to me to help coordinate that. Um, I know there are already women meeting indie groups at Provision, which is very exciting. Um, But I would say pray about who you might be in a D group with, and then you could just reach out to me and I'll get you connected. Um, Yeah, like I said, that was kind of the goal of the Bible study for Mm -hmm. women to meet each other. And then we had a women's worship Mm -hmm. night again to give women time Mm -hmm. to fellowship. Um, not just to hang out and feel good, but that ultimate purpose of, I need to speak to someone else who maybe I never speak to. Mm-hmm. And where can a discipleship relationship start with that? So, Yeah, yeah I think um, definitely get involved in a D group. You will, you'll be amazed at how much your faith will grow. Mm-hmm. And just um, by seeing the Lord work in your own life, yes, but seeing Him work in others' lives, mm-hmm. as living examples of, of what He's doing is such a blessing um and it's it's just sweet when you have a group of women that are getting together to intentionally pray to intentionally study i think we underestimate that and and the power that we have in our own homes Mm -hmm. over our children and and the influence that we are on our husbands and it's it's so important that we are women in the word Mm -hmm. because if we're not women in the word, um, we very easily become just women of the world. Yeah. And 
and that's a dangerous line to teeter on. Um, and so it's just so important that we are, that we're in each other's lives and, um, like we've already said, bearing each other's burdens. And then if it's, if it's a one-on-one scenario, like older women, please do not assume that a younger woman already has someone pouring into her Mm -hmm. because the chances of her reaching out to you are slim to none because Mm -hmm. she's thinking the same thing about you. It is, there is an intimidation factor. Mm -hmm. Um, and so younger women, um, can be intimidated to reach out to older women to say like, Hey, I, I need someone pouring into me, Mm -hmm. whether it's, um, you know, just for six weeks meeting for coffee once a month to just kind of like, you know, I'm going through a really hard season. Like maybe that's all it is. And that's, that's fine. But like find an older woman and older women, please reach out to the younger women. Like I said, you you can't assume that they that they're fine because to be honest, they're not fine. Like we all need someone pouring into us, and so just to to break those barriers and to just step out of your comfort zone, um, and just ask yeah. because they're not likely to, to come to you. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. I love that encouragement, and I love that at Provision we do have on-ramps to discipleship, yeah. like the women's worship night, mm-hmm. it often just starts with fellowship, like going to an event. And yes. so like be involved in Definitely. what we have. And you'll often find that you'll meet a few people um, and then start maybe get a coffee with them. And then yeah. you're in a discipleship relationship. Yes. But yeah. I think we complicate it. Um, and th- there just has to be a purpose to, to what we do. Right. Right. Um, but I'm really encouraged by what's happening at Provision mm-hmm. with the women um, and hearing what's going to happen in the spring with those new groups. So, yeah, I mean, get involved. I mean, there's no better time than now. Um, So, hey, I'm thankful for both of you and your time, and uh, I praise God for just what he's doing and how he's using you to disciple women and even reach out to our college students. I know that, like, we couldn't do it without, you know, you guys um, pouring into our our college students at Winget. So I'm really thankful and I'm excited to see what God's going to do um, in the future at yeah. Provision with Discipleship. So Definitely. thank y'all for coming on today. Oh, thank, thank you. Yeah. It's fun to talk about it discipleship. Is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's easy, easy to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Y'all are fun to talk to. So thanks for having us. Yep. Thank you. All right. Well, um, get involved in discipleship, and we will catch you on the next podcast. <laughs>